have the distinct privilege and pleasure to be interviewing my one and only sister and brother-in-law tonight as we sit at their dining room table. And Jesse currently is crunching on popcorn. That's fine. Like, that's fine. I'm almost done. <laughs> but, um, but just as, as an introduction that, uh, that I can lead in to, and then I'll let them expound on it. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law have been married for, I believe it's going on, is it going on four years? Maybe four yep. years this August. August. And they, I'll let them kind of go into the details of, of how they met and how they were literally, they only knew each other existed for like a year. Not even. <laughs> Not even a year before they got married. And they are now in business together and raising my beautiful niece, Alaska, who is just a joy to the world. So Becca and Jesse, give a brief introduction to, to who you are and just your marriage and your family. And then we'll get into some more questions. Becca says she would like to go first. Oh. No, I can't. <laughs> Talk. I can only answer direct questions. Well, so. I'm Jesse, and I'm married to Becca, and we are in business together right now. We are predominantly wedding photographers, and my wife sells pure romance on the side. But yeah, that's, that's what we do. That is, uh, we met... I think that's what she was going for was how we met. Gonna be all what, prim and uh, proper now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so we met on okay Cupid. If you True. But hey, do what you gotta do. Online dating apps work. One of my mentors it's met true. her husband on eHarmony and they're still married and thriving. Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah. So we met and we knew after about six months that we wanted to be married. Bless the Lord on my soul. Um, about 10 months after meeting, we were wed. And everyone said, <laughs> Is it? Was it really t after 10 months? Yep. Yeah. And I'm just going to like interject that if I ever were to have a wedding, like that's the kind of wedding I want to have. It was outdoors, under a tree, like in nature. She walked down the aisle to the Jurassic Park theme song. Now, I mean, granted, it was a dainty piano version or whatever. And then their programs were like in the theme of Lord of the Rings. And they had little dinosaur figurines on all the tables at the reception. And if y'all know me, y'all know I love that. So, like, literally, I was the maid of honor, but I felt like that it was like it my was dream your wedding day. Too. Yes, yeah. I am still okay. in the spotlight. It's fine. But prior to me marrying my lovely husband, I had had interest in, <laughs> in photography. And I had pursued that from 2013, and we met in 2015. But I had quit. I had just cold, hard, quit it all. If y'all have ever been an entrepreneur, you know that burnout is real. How old was, were you when you started that? How old was I in 2013? I don't know. Like 20? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but I was also working full-time. I think I was a waitress, and then I became a nanny. And I was just doing photography on the side here and there. I was undercharging and overworking myself. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I was just very overwhelmed. And I was like, this is not all it's cracked up to be. Not what I envisioned. And so, I literally quit. I put my stuff away and did not pick it up for 
probably a year and a half. And then I met my husband, we got married. And very shortly after we got married, we were married in August 2016. And then I believe it was like September or October of that year. He randomly was like, yo, didn't you used to take pictures? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of accurate. I mean, that's not but you, Jesse, you had a job already. Mm-hmm. You you had gone to college, and so what were you doing? I was working as a physical therapist assistant at a skilled nursing facility. At the time, Becca was working as a nanny, and she was driving 40 minutes to and from work each day, and she she liked the the children that she watched, but it was just a long drive. What time did you have to wake up? It was like 6.30 in the morning, and I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so we were just talking about how or what else she could do, mm-hmm. and so she talked about how she used to waitress, and so she, she began doing that, but we also talked about photography, and I think I was the one that mentioned wedding photography <laughs> I don't I think the reason why was my sister asked me to photograph her wedding which I don't have a, a big background in photography I just had a, a decent camera and so I did an awful job yeah it was not <laughs> it was day. not the best <laughs> but I mean that that was my first first technical wedding that I ever did and I just happened to invite Beth you were there right yeah invite Beth and we were we were freshly dating at that time this was pre-marriage so I I would say that I I have had an interest in photography but Becca had much more experience so I offered to invest in her hold on we gotta get there oh so he he brought up wedding photography to me and I straight up said no way like I will never shoot a wedding I had said that multiple times why did you why did you have that like adamant refusal because before doing them the pressure of documenting somebody's wedding day was really overwhelming to me because it's like if you miss their first kiss or you know if you miss something you don't get a redo being a someone who wants everyone to like me and I'm a people pleaser. I'm like, I can't imagine anyone being upset at me because I ruined their wedding day. And so I was, I just had a lot of anxiety and insecurity about being capable of doing that. Then that was when, after we had that conversation, Jesse came up with a, a proposal. You can tell him what uh, that was. Well, I, I just offered to do the weddings with her just for That's a big support. deal. Right. Like, you didn't just offer to do that. Like, that was a turning point. So, for anybody who may be listening that has has hired a wedding photographer or whatever, you probably understand if you've had a second shooter, or maybe you haven't, and you've realized that you missed out on some shots, that it does make a huge difference if you have a second shooter to get different angles and to make sure that you just have twice the chances mm-hmm. of um, documenting all of those special right. moments. But so that's huge. Yeah, and not only did he offer to shoot weddings with me, but he also offered to upgrade all of my equipment, which was also another Holler. area of insecurity for me because I was shooting with a cropped frame, beginner's camera, 
Anna mm-hmm. Kit lens. Mm-hmm. And so I did not feel like I was, you know, properly equipped to do to do weddings. Mm-hmm. And so when he offered to do that, that was a a big leap. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, you are now what I would consider, and I'm not just saying this as a biased sister, but I would say that you are an established photographer in uh, the Southern Virginia and like what Northern North Carolina area, yeah. and even even abroad. Like, I mean, you've you've definitely done destination weddings and traveled, um, but your your main reach is in this in this region, and you're successful at it. Uh, you've got raving reviews, and your work is featured in. Uh, several magazines and and online articles and she doesn't boast about these things but I mean but it's just you know you can see the stuff online and and I mean her work is is absolutely competitive with anything that you would see in magazines such as The Knot or uh, like very primetime wedding websites and you know I believe that even though I know that Becca as a teenager you know, we were we were editing pictures on PicMonkey, <laughs> and you know the the editing in Don't the early two thousands was quite different than it is now. Even though I feel like some people are still using that, but we don't talk about that. But I know that it has encouraged me to see her go after something that um, that she is passionate about, and to have a husband that is super supportive, uh, not just with his words, but putting actions behind that. So. Not just photography, as in a passion and something that is a job or a business for you, but I know that you guys also have a very entrepreneurial, is that a word? I don't know. Like, yeah, like you guys have that that drive to where you're not afraid to start something new. Mm -hmm. And and I won't say you're not afraid, but I would say that you have the courage to do it scared. Like mm-hmm. you have, you have that just like whatever. Like I know I'm uncomfortable. This is new territory, but we're gonna push past it. And so maybe just talk about some of like the maybe the barriers that you've had to <laughs> oh, <laughs> to gosh. overcome in order for it to be an established business. And then maybe like just the other things that you have done in the meantime. Because I'll also just kind of interject that Jesse has since I believe quit the job as an assistant physical therapist. Well, I right? wouldn't say quit it was long story short I took a step back from uh, the skilled nursing facility to do home health and then that steadily declined and then you know once um, COVID and all that hit it Mm -hmm. it really did stop Um, so part of that was you know not my choice but I wouldn't say that I'm actively going out to seek another job as a PTA right now. Um, most of what I'm doing is just watching our daughter and just helping Becca when I can. Because, I mean, if, if Alaska was not in the picture, if you guys had not had a baby, then maybe things would look different as far as you, um, you know, you would yeah, still be sure working actively or doing something. But yeah. instead of, you know, putting your child in a daycare just for the sake of both mm-hmm. of you working, you thought you saw the value in having mm-hmm. your child at home. Oh, yeah. And I really dreaded what I did, <laughs> right. um, which I did it for four, five years. And uh, I know that that was a big deciding factor in me stepping back in addition to raising our daughter and just being here for her. 
Yeah. And you've done a great job at that. Oh, and I so know sweet. that <laughs> he does. And I know that you are, you know, you're pursuing some some stuff for the future and mm -hmm. working on certifications and things so that you can uh, do more things maybe, you know, as stuff mm -hmm. continues to change mm -hmm. and as Alaska grows. So maybe just talk about like some of the sacrifices or, or struggles that you've had in in all of that, building a business and how the dynamics of having so <laughs> both much. Of you, yeah, both <laughs> like, of you working. There's a lot on the the this side of it that you know people don't see on my Instagram. You know, you post the highlights on there, but they don't see the things that you struggle with. Right. Well, that's behind. what this podcast is about. This is the real <laughs> so, life. No um, BS, like, I'll say, say it like it is. The first one, you know, for so long when we would go do weddings, the morning of, we would often, you know, have to drive two to three hours to the wedding, and we would often just, like, I wouldn't say yeah. we would fight, we would but bicker. we would bicker and argue, not so much about the wedding day, but just about every day living type of stuff um i mean it could be laundry becca is a free spirit so she doesn't like to organize stuff and i'm very ocd so i i get on her for that so we would bicker a whole bunch but it's it's gotten better and i think one thing that has really helped is that we when we do drive to weddings we will often bring a book and becca will read that out loud while we drive down the road and that just kind of How do you keeps us off the side. I just don't. It must be the Lord because oh my we're usually reading like spiritual books about marriage or intimacy and stuff like that. So wow. look, the Lord keeps me from getting car sick. So what was like basically a two or three hour drive of tension and, and finding points to argue, you're now using that as a way to actually develop like like further develop your marriage mm -hmm. and to deepen and strengthen your yeah. marriage awesome. and i think you know now that we are well i wouldn't say we're completely past wedding anxiety i still get wedding anxiety but you know we're past that initial fear of saying i'll never do them obviously but i think one thing that we love about shooting weddings is that we view marriage as like a holy covenant before god and so sometimes when we are on the way to weddings if we're reading about marriage or sometimes we have like little note cards that have scripture and stuff on them or I'll pray for the couple that we're going to shoot that their marriage and when I'm thinking about them and like this is their wedding day and this mm -hmm. is something they are doing before God and their loved ones and stuff that takes some of the anxiety off of me and the pressure not the pressure but like the the tension between us melts away when I'm taking myself out of our bubble and thinking more so about the couple that we are going to serve. Because I look at weddings as a way to serve people like and that. to celebrate them. Because like that is a day that, you know, hopefully God will and they're never going to do again. Mm -hmm. And so we like to do whatever we can to make it memorable and enjoyable and as stress-free as possible for them. Sure. I feel like that's totally off topic yeah, with that's, the question. That's, that's holding <laughs> I know, but... Well, are there any other struggles? Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes when you're, when you're starting a business or when you're wanting to, to start something from the ground up, there's a lot of financial barriers and a lot of people have to go into debt or take out loans to do that. Uh, I don't know if finances have been like an issue with that. 
um, or if you had saved up enough to really to not have to go into debt or take out loans for it. But any other struggles? Thankfully, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, I mean, he does not, he is not in favor of debt. So if if I can't do something without going in debt, I won't do it. Did I word that right? Yeah. Um, and you know when we bought all of our new equipment I'll note it was not actually new we bought it on Craigslist it was new to us Nice. but you know you don't have to go and drop $30,000 on stuff to be successful or to start a business you can work within your means and work with what you've got Mm -hmm. but thankfully you know I I feel like I'm very financial financially savvy or literate and you're very you're a very good wife and <laughs> and that you that that you are very very prone to be I, I don't even like to use the word submissive but I feel like we can often talk about what we're going to not buy or what yeah. to splurge in I know Catherine knows I mean she she's been around me long enough to know that you know I'm not one to go out and splurge a whole bunch Um, but because of that we we have been able to save and so thankfully you know finances hasn't been a a big issue for us but I spend a lot of time (laughs) crunching numbers and trying to figure out different ways to save and things like that Sure. So here's here's a, a current like a more recent or current struggle is that I know Kiff mentioned that Jesse typically stays home and watches Alaska and stuff like that. I think that has been something we've been working through because of the social standards as far as what men and women should be doing as far as that the man should be the breadwinner and the woman should be the the mom staying at home, washing the clothes, you know, doing the homemaking stuff. And so with us, it's not completely flipped. I'm not saying that Jesse is a homemaker, but I feel like majority of the time I am out almost every evening doing sessions. And when I am home, I'm typically in my office editing, emailing, working on my second business. And he is predominantly raising Alaska during like the morning and afternoon time and so I think you know maybe he would have some stuff to say about that but just combating the social standards for have you you personally gotten flack for that or are you saying that that's just something that you feel like is a norm a societal norm I would say it's more my Mm -hmm. my own head and my own thoughts not that I mean, obviously, with how I've encouraged Becca and helped her with everything that she's doing, I'm very in favor of of women working and, and doing big things. Yeah, I, if they choose to. Yeah. He would be in support if I chose the other route yeah, as well. Too. But, but I, I think for me, it, it's more to do with um, the, the stigma that the man is supposed to be the the main provider or at least provide something and so with the the current state of things I haven't been contributing um, financially so the biggest thing for me is just um, growing and learning that there are other ways to contribute 
other than just um, through finances or through making money and stuff. That's so good. And I just want to, I want to just kind of add one thing to that because I know that with it being uh, a social norm that either both the man and the woman are both working Mm -hmm. or the man's working and the mom is is considered a stay-at-home mom, that it's encouraging for me to see what you guys are doing to just show that you don't have to go along with what is the norm um, for it to be okay. And you are, you're not just doing it, but you really are doing it well. And I think that you are, you're showing that the typical role of a husband or a wife does not have to look like cookie cutter, you know, whatever it is. Like, you know, I walk in today and I noticed that the bathroom was cleaner and Becca was like, <laughs> oh, it was definitely Jesse. That's my doing. Right. So like, you know, Jesse is not just like babysitting. Like mm-hmm. he's being the stay at home dad that is taking care of the stuff here and being, you know, what I called, um, and I said it earlier with them individually, I said, you know, I feel like that Jesse is like, I mean, he really is the backbone mm-hmm. of, you know, of the business that he's, his name is not in the, in the title of the business. He's not in the forefront. He is featured a lot on her Instagram stories. <laughs> Which is, there, there's an interesting <laughs> but, note on that. I forgot where I read this quote from, but, but it has always stuck with me. And so the quote was, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't mind who gets the credit. And so that, that has been a very big, um, I mean, it's been neat to see that in my own life as far as how I'm support, supporting sure. Becca um, and how much she is doing because I, not to toot my own horn, but... Toot it, baby. <laughs> toot, toot, toot. I'll toot it for but, you. But if there's ever an issue that, that comes up in Becca's business... Oh, man. I'm, I'm the <laughs> one that... And I'll say, you know, there's, there aren't many issues. I think that we have a lot of great clients. That's what I'm trying to say. We, we do not, we don't, we don't get a lot of issues or, you know, ugly people. And I, I credit that to God that, you know, when you honor God in your business, he brings the people to you that you're supposed to work with. So luckily we don't have to deal with a lot of that stuff. But and that, I mean, he do, he I feel does like there's... I feel like there's so many topics that we could be talking about, and that's one in and of itself because I very much, in in our marriage and in our business, I very much believe that we include God in that. Um, And I think that that has been a big factor in how much we've been blessed and how well that we've been doing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, oftentimes before a wedding, we will pray for for us to, to do a good job but for the 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 couple and their mm-hmm. families just that so that it will be a good day mm-hmm. um, and I don't think we've we've ever really experienced um, a day where it's gone bad and you know one of our things when we do weddings a lot of times when we meet other vendors so there's a thing you know if you're a wedding vendor listen to this you know when it comes time for dinner you know <laughs> vendors usually have their little spot and we usually sit together and one of our questions to like videographers, caterers, DJs is, you know, what's your craziest wedding story? You know, have you encountered any wild clients? And I would say like 90% of people have had some horror stories or some Bradzillas, whatever you want to call them. In all honesty, we have not. <laughs> and awesome. so yeah. it's, it's a big blessing to say that we can't say we've ever had anything like that. 
you know, weddings are planned months and sometimes yeah. a year plus in advance. And so a lot of things can go on in that meantime. One of the things is weather. And uh, you're not just a wedding photographer. I mean, you, you do all kinds of just, you know, in-home sessions or family sessions, Mother's Day, whatever it is, just couples. There are ton. I mean, thousands, probably millions of very talented photographers in the world who have way more followers than I do. Way, well, you know, but you know, they are way more famous than we are. And you know, a lot of a lot of them probably do have great hearts, and you know, they mean well and stuff. But I think you can take flawless, beautiful pictures. But if you don't have a positive attitude and outlook mm-hmm. going into something, I feel like that is what speaks more of, you know, your business and your heart than your work. Sure. So, yeah, you know, there are days where it's, it's pouring down rain outside. And typically with sessions, I do reschedule if it's raining because, you know, there's the issue of equipment being ruined and stuff like that. But a wedding day, you, you can't back out because it's raining. And so the best thing that we can do is go in there and reassure, especially the bride, you know, every bride, no bride wants a rainy wedding day. And so I think going in there and just reassuring them that we're going to document this beautifully, regardless of what's going on outside. And it's going to be magical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got you, girl. Mm -hmm. Like hyping somebody up like that can be the, just the tiny little thing that calms their nerves, takes their edge off because they feel like... If it's a rainy day or gloomy or whatever, like you could easily just cancel. And sometimes you have to if the weather is that bad. But I know some of my favorite shots that you have gotten have been on days that have been less than perfect or less than ideal. And I think that sometimes just the fact that you guys go into whatever situation it is at ease Mm -hmm. and you're not stressed out or whatever and you're like you know what regardless of what this day might look like and the bride might be stressed out because it doesn't look how maybe she wanted it to Mm -hmm. you guys have that that just that peaceful presence when you go into it like you said you're going in to serve not just to document and Mm -hmm. photograph and um i think that's a that's a huge plus Mm -hmm. as well that your clients you know they refer other people because of your heart and your ability to make something that may not be so great you end up turning it into something beautiful right the professional is here and they have reassured me and i can breathe again yeah so attitude is everything when it comes to wedding days especially with inclement weather you have recently started doing like birth photography i don't know what you call that i mean it's birth it's just right i mean you're just you're documenting the actual Mm -hmm. birth like the whole labor process um the delivery and that has not been a huge, you know, you as a, as a woman, you know, going in to serve, you're also like doing that same thing. So for a bride, for a mom, for whoever it is, for a college graduate, I mean, I mean you're, yeah. you do like senior photography. You've done that too. So I'm just giving you some plugs on, you know, if anybody, <laughs> all the if anybody wants um, some really dope photography, <laughs> she does it all. Uh, and then I had, did you have anything else to add? Cause I had, I had another like, I was going to say on the topic okay. of birth. Yeah. Um, so I've only actually done one birth so far and that was very recent, just a few weeks ago. And I was there for about 13 hours. <laughs> um, it was, it was a beautiful experience I'll say, but there was, there was a time during transition. If you know what that is, that is between eight and 10 centimeters when it comes time to push. It's very it's a very um, emotional time very intense and when that time came I was taking my photos and I was literally 
sobbing. Like I was in the room taking the pictures, crying, snotting, wiping my eyes. Um, because in that, fog in, up that, the lens. <laughs> in that moment, even though it was a friend of mine, I feel like when you are in emotional moments with people, they are more than just a client. Absolutely. You know, when you when you like we said, when you're there to serve somebody, it's not just like oh, you're, you're paying me to be mm-hmm. here. It's like, I'm a part of this journey with you. And I'm not just a bystander, like, watching or gawking. I'm actually documenting this, and this is something you're going to have for the rest of your life to look back on. And so being emotionally invested in those moments is mm-hmm. what makes me feel connected to the people that I'm serving and working with. I love that. And that's a perfect segue for the question I was going to ask because thing like I haven't seen that it's been so common in my lifetime but I think it's becoming more common and you know you've mentioned that you would love to be a doula uh, especially after having your own daughter and again when you are going in to serve a mom who you know giving birth naturally uh, is in very heightened stress tension you have a lot of clients who are or who were friends before they were clients Mm -hmm. and I know that Jesse you know you said that if there are any any issues or anything that may be like a disagreement between client and business owner or whatever, sometimes you are the more level-headed one because I know my sister and I know that her heart is super sympathetic. And it's she tender. It's so tender. And she does not want anybody to be upset or disappointed or, um, I mean, whatever it is, or just, you know, to be offended in any way. And so maybe just talk briefly about like how you've had to balance being like business owner and then like friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause I know that that's probably, that's probably a, a huge conversation. You don't have to go into detail, but I know that I've witnessed, you know, just some instances where you're, you're torn between like, you know, I, I'm the business owner and I'm also the manager and I'm also the employee and I'm also like, I'm, I'm all of these things. Mm-hmm. I'm the customer service representative. I'm the whatever, but you've got a client that may just be seeing you as, you know, Oh, this is just my Facebook friend or whatever. So how have you had to balance that to where you're treating it like a business, but still being kind and still treating people with Christ-like compassion? I think we just try to orient things in a way where you don't have to confuse the two. It, it bottoms down to this. When someone is interested in Becca's work and hiring her, Becca will direct them to our business page. Mm-hmm. And that's where, the, where people see um, her prices. And either they will get back to her mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> or I- they won't. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah. I do, I get ghosted a lot. You know, I'm out of budget and stuff. But I will say, like I mentioned in the beginning, where I was doing photography on the side and I got burnt out. Mm-hmm. I think that burnout happened because I was doing free sessions for all of my friends and family. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't think, they weren't meaning to disrespect me. You know, it was just, hey, my friend takes cool pictures. Let me ask her if she'll do this for me. Yeah. And, you know, but when you grow so much so quickly and that is like your sole source of income and that is your your livelihood and your business you can't do that for everybody all the time and even family I think I've even told Kiff before like hey I can't be doing free sessions you know right for anybody all the time and I even pay you yeah for stuff that you do for me and that's Um, you know that was something that I had to learn because I didn't understand since I don't own a business and I'm not an entrepreneur or whatever I didn't understand 
where do I draw the line? Yeah, it's, and there, and it's very hard to draw the line, and that's why, that's why you, you can't cross it, really, sure. ever for anybody. And it sounds, it sounds rigid, and it sounds cold. Like, yeah, I would charge my own mom up for pictures. You know, maybe not, <laughs> not maybe not literally, but it's like if you give, you know, if you give a cousin a free session. You got to give all your cousins a free session. If you mm-hmm. give one friend a free session, you got to do it for all your friends. And then it's like, oh, so they're, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a slippery slope and a snowball effect when you mix family and friends with business. And one thing that I will say is that, you know, we have some really close friends who have been like very faithful clients from, from 2013 when I originally started. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. the Holmans, I did their, their newborn pictures for both of their babies when I did not even do babies, you know, and, you know, I'm still taking pictures for them mm-hmm. eight, you know, eight years later. Right. And so there are people who have stuck with me from the beginning and they've never, you know, expected a handout or anything. And those are the people that like small business owners, Right. That that's the heartbeat of a small business. And that's, I, I love to support local. The way I see it is if you're going, if you're going to buy, if you're going to like pay money for a photographer, why would you not want to support somebody that you know personally mm-hmm. or somebody that you are related to? Like yeah. if I'm going to you're gonna go have to spend else. that anyway, if I'm going to buy that service, I would much rather support and to invest in somebody that I know. And so another plug just for any small business owners and shop um, small. yes, shop small, <laughs> shop local. And so you guys are doing, like, I mean, in my opinion, and of course I'm kind of looking at it from the outside in, but I'm also kind of on the inside since y'all are like my fam. You're not like my fam. We are your fam. You are my fam. I mean, we have poker nights and stuff, like all the time. So, uh, but you also have another business on the side. You alluded to that briefly before, and we don't have to go into detail, but that is something that you do that uh, you kind of just accidentally sort of got into it. Didn't really. Oh, it was not an accident. (laughs) I oh, promise you take, that. Take, <laughs> no, take well, it away. I was going to say, I know that you, you really encouraged her to, to get more into it, but mm-hmm. I don't think that she was serious about it at first. Until, no, I didn't, I didn't want to do it at all. Well, we need yeah. to say what it is. Okay. Sure. Do you want to? Yeah. So I am a, I sell pure romance. If you don't know what that is, I'm here to tell you. It is <laughs> Bath Beauty and Relationship Enhancement Products. It is a direct sales company, woman to woman, um, and we sell all the things, all things intimacy. And so another title that we go by are sexual health educators. And so a lot of people just say that they sell sex toys and that is not accurate whatsoever. So that is just a little bit. And you can go ahead. So what you... What year did you start that? It was January 2019. So just prior to that, you hosted a party for a friend and you had a good time. And I remember we were driving back from a wedding, I believe. And I mentioned to you, um, why, why don't you try doing that just to boost your public speaking skills because I remember one of the struggles that we used to have during weddings was that you had a hard time giving commands like during family photos and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and I need to insert, on that topic with weddings, I was very intimidated by bridal parties. That's um, 
because, you know, being an insecure female and having to, like, give commands to a group of females made me feel very, you know, shy, nervous, inferior. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big thing Yeah, so that, I mean, that was the biggest reason why I suggested you do that. Um, I would be lying if I didn't think that I would... Benefit? Yeah, if I <laughs> if I didn't think that I would be getting more because you were selling sex products. Getting more stuff, what? You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And that's what I was gonna say earlier is I'm like, even though you're not uh, working technically as mm-hmm. far as like what most people say, you are definitely benefiting from the work that she's doing. Yeah, and he <laughs> he also does some behind the scenes work. Now granted he's not in, you know, my women's only groups mm-hmm. and He's not involved in any of that, but I will say, he might not want me to say this, but like the thank you cards that I put in on my orders, he writes those for me. And I mean, that's just, that was a big thing. I, I went out of my, or he went out of his way to say, how can I help you in your business that's in beautiful. ways that are appropriate? Bravo. And I was like, this is something that is appropriate where, you know, you don't have to actually correspond with anybody, but yeah. it's a big help to me. Well, I mean, I, and I feel like, I know I'm not signing my name on that, but, you know, I feel like I am also very appreciative of the people that are supporting you Mm -hmm. because they're Mm -hmm. supporting our family and stuff. So that's why I can kind of justify doing that. Mm -hmm. You're such a, you're such a, like a master thinker. I feel like Mm -hmm. that you're so strategic Mm -hmm. and even the, the reason why you, you know, you really kind of get behind her and, and not, not push in a pushy way, but like you're, you know, you're propelling her to do things that are going to benefit you know her and you, like you said like with public speaking or um just you know being better with being more confident like you're so strategic it's not like hey you need to do this because we need to have some extra money on the side yeah. like and that's just a bonus the fact is like yeah. it's actually building her as a person oh, yeah. and it's it's helped yeah, <laughs> like for sure. it's, i feel like I see it's it. completely changed my life in the last year yeah and so i think you know with it being in the winter time i think my thought was that you know in the wintertime, photography kind of slows down. So I thought that that, I mean, I just thought it'd be a good time for you to practice speaking in front of people and stuff and just boosting your confidence. And like you said, Catherine, if we could make some extra money on the side, that would just be a plus. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that it would grow the way it has. Yeah. yeah. Which, now, I know you don't want to toot your own horn, so I'll toot it for you. Oh no. But literally, <gasps> oh no. I mean, You've already surpassed your goal for the entire year, and we're only six months yeah, into the year. By double. You've, you've, by, by <laughs> more than double. By more than double. And, uh, and you were basically on the verge of quitting this business, what, in, was it fall? In October. October of last yeah, year? October, I was getting ready to fall inactive because I hadn't done anything in a while. Because we were busy. We were busy. All right. We had a, a brief conversation, and I was just like, do I place an order to stay active or do I just let it go? And I really don't, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I think, you know, I made a post about wanting to book parties or, you know, getting orders. And I think it was an Instagram live that I did that sparked a lot of interest. And I think just being real and vulnerable about sexual health and stuff because nobody wants to talk about that stuff. Especially, I like to talk about that stuff. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> I feel like that y'all are, y'all are like literally, you're shattering stigmas mm-hmm. in so many ways that you, I mean, you may realize it to an extent, but I think that 
it, it's probably not as as broadcasted as mm-hmm. it should be as far as like you said you're 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 going into topics of discussion that a lot mm-hmm. of people don't want to talk about and the fact is that a lot of marriages and relationships are failing mm-hmm. because there is lack of intimacy and lack of communication and sometimes you don't know how to communicate what you want intimately mm-hmm. and so when you're actually becoming like you said a sexual health educator mm-hmm. then you're able to communicate that with each other yeah. so you're not just empowering women you're also enhancing your own marriage yeah. and I think that was a I mean that was a big thing for us to go into it was not just that we would help other people but that it would help us as well and I'll say like I've I've probably served 400 plus women in in this business in particular and you know I've gotten messages from people where they have never bought a product from me but they've come to me with questions or concerns and I've been able to talk them through things without ever actually making any money off of them and I feel just as fulfilled in that as I do when someone comes and places some massive order because the goal behind it is to help women feel confident both in and out of the bedroom and to facilitate intimacy within their marriages shame and embarrassment free because especially for Christian women that's just not something that people think is even possible Mm -hmm. I don't want to call them success stories but I guess that's what they are I've gotten a lot of those you know from people that have bought stuff or taken my advice and I I never imagined I would be in a place where I'd be giving anybody advice about sex but here we are praise God for real I mean it's, it's 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 blessed yeah and well, I, I'm in full support of, of you guys and what you're doing and the businesses that you have started and are running and the family that you're raising. And I just, I can't say enough good about you guys. And I say it in your absence as well as your presence. Uh-huh. Just the, the creativity that comes with being a photographer and the, like you said, the mindset behind the, the pure romance and we didn't even mention like boudoir photography um, but like just how you want to empower women to be more confident in who they are and in their bodies mm-hmm. Jesse would you agree or disagree yeah. that there's well, I mean, nothing more sexy than a woman who is just confident in who she is <laughs> yes and and that was another reason why I suggested herself pure romance was uh, I figured it would be a good avenue to market her mm-hmm. boudoir um, which I think is actually reversed where your boudoir clients are seeking hmm. out your pure romance products. Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, I, I, I do agree because I, I feel like with a wife who has in the past struggled with self-confidence issues and being a dad of a daughter, even though she's one year old right now, I know one day she'll <laughs> grow up. I think it is very important for me um, to encourage my wife and my daughter one day and just to encourage other women through my wife that they should feel comfortable in their bodies and um, that they were created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And I think with the world, I think so many... I mean, I know I'm not a woman. <laughs> Are you I now? can't pretend. <laughs> yeah, but I know with talking to my wife that women have a lot of negative voices coming at them and so I feel like with everything that 
my wife is doing, she's able to encourage a lot of women to become comfortable with themselves. And I feel like that does empower their marriage because I feel like the more secure you are in yourself, the more open you will be to your husband or vice versa. One thing I love about what you do is that you do not, you don't edit out all of the flaws Mm -hmm. and the imperfections of the body, whether it's on the face or whether it's anywhere else. And whereas some photographers would see that as, you know, oh, well, no, you, you have to edit out the things that look less than perfect. Like, you see that every single thing about the human body is perfect. Yeah. And you just, you, you, you magnify that and you make it beautiful. And you don't make it beautiful. You just, just acknowledge is. that it is. And you encourage, like, every client, every woman that you mm-hmm. are serving that their body is beautiful. My, my boudoir motto is that everybody is a good body. Or there's <laughs> no wrong way to have a body. Because I think for women... I would say most women aren't interested in boudoir. Whether or not they ever actually follow through or not is up to them. But I get a lot of messages on like my boudoir Instagram where people say, I would love to do this, but I just don't have the confidence. Or one day when I lose weight, I'm going to do a session with you. And I'm so quick to tell them like, sister, come on over here tomorrow because, you know, everybody is a good body. And one thing that I do is, you know, not only do I not airbrush and Photoshop, you know, I don't only not edit stuff out, but I like to highlight things like stretch marks and cellulite and, you know, scars and moles and just weird stuff that, well, I guess it's not weird. Things that people think are weird or that they don't like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's you. Right. And like, why do you want to hide that? Or edit it out yeah like nobody else has i got that. mad at you one time for not like editing out a zit on my face and now, then I was now like, sometimes <laughs> I know. no now, i think mean, you can you can i edit will that. edit out a zit because you weren't born with that correct but you know correct if it if you were born with it or if it came from childbearing or you know anything like that that is you absolutely i think it should be celebrated Well, if you guys that are listening want to follow and actually see a lot of the stuff that we have been talking about today, you can follow Becca and Jesse at Beckalian Photography on Instagram and Facebook, as well as their website, which I believe is BeccaLeannPhotography.com. And Becca is B-E-K-A-H. Yes. And and Leanne (laughs) is L-E-A-N-N-E. Yeah. I guess we should, yes, because both of those can be misspelled. And I love you guys so much. And I thank you for not just being people who want to build a business, but you want to build people Mm -hmm. and you want to develop and grow people and the confidence and just to instill the, the contentment and the comfortability and the confidence that God has already put in us. And you guys just want to magnify that. So I appreciate what you're doing, what you're doing for humanity as a whole. For the Lord. For the Lord. For the Lord. Absolutely. Whatever you do, whether it's take pictures or Sell enhancement products. That's right. <laughs> Do it all for the glory of God. I almost felt like we needed to pray real quick. <laughs> oh, we can. Do you want to? Do you want to pray for the listeners, Jesse? Speak a blessing over them, and then we'll and then we'll close out. <sighs> okay. Father, I just thank you for this time that we can. Um, gather together and do this On podcast. podcast. I love it. Um, I just pray that you would make yourself present in other people's lives and that during this time that we can just paint you in, uh, in a positive way 
and just acknowledge you with all the things that you've done in our lives and that you are well capable of, of impacting other people's lives in, in similar ways. So, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Peace Amen. and blessings. This has been your latest episode of Church Talks. Ha <laughs> ha.